boys and girls, children of all ages. I feel like extra, like a ringmaster in a circus today with the top hat and the whole thing, which this is your boy, your buddy, your pal, the nonprofit sector. Connector, that's right. And the flag is waving in the background. The creativity just flows in the attic. Actually, it was a fluke. I had the flag there. I put the fan on. And all of a sudden, my producer and I are going, look at the flag waving. So if you're not watching, I will set the stage for you. Incredibly handsome chap, Uncle Sam hat, and a flag waving in the background. A couple caricatures of me and on air sign. And if you are watching, well, I just bored you because you saw all that. So look, this show is special. It is the second in a five-episode series of philanthropy in focus with the nonprofit sector connector who is Tommy D and that's me which is easy for me somebody said to me thank you Tommy D for being Tommy D and I said well Michael it's the only guy I know how to be so it worked out pretty well so I used to make a joke and say look if you see me in a meeting and you have to deal with me for an hour, imagine what it's like for the rest of the day because I can't get away from me and I still make that joke but I used to make it as a self-deprecating joke but I like hanging out with me and I think we should like hanging out with ourselves the most because can't get away from yourself. You're kind of stuck with that person. So look, a little bit of compassion for you, a little bit of compassion for our country today, a little bit of, uh, I have been giving out hugs a lot again, man. I love giving out hugs. And and when I don't see as many people, uh, in real time, you got to come sometimes I did this on the other show the other day on, on the professionals animal lover show, a little virtual hug. Look, we got to take care of each other. I, I did a video talking about leading up to last week's show with Vincent Tilly from homes for the brave out of Bridgeport, Connecticut. And then I made this cute joke where I took off a hat in another video. And I said, well, you know, I'm Tommy D and I wear a lot of hats. So the uncle Sam hat comes off the cowboy hat, which I don't know how many cowboys wear red hats, but you know, I am Tommy D and that's sort of the thing. So I was at Belmont racetrack the other day and uh, showed up with a cowboy hat on expecting that, you know, I'd get to ride a horse, but they didn't let me ride a horse. Eileen, they didn't let me ride a horse at Belmont. I don't think you want to ride one of those horses. I don't want to ride. I couldn't, I, I think I'm probably too tall, you know, to get on the horses. Cause it seems like a lot of the jocks are, are much smaller than I am. And those thoroughbreds move pretty quick. I need one of these retired, repurposed retrained horses like you have out at the warrior ranch foundation you know like that because i'm sort of like retired in my sportsmanship you know i sort of i'm a little slower paced right now so i need a bit of a slower horse but i have a bunch of stuff i want to say about you but let's just let me say good morning to you hello and thank you for having me i appreciate you being having us on i'm thrilled to have you and i want to tell backstory about how we not how we kind of met but how we met how we met, but how the stars, because we did meet, right, but how the stars sort of aligned. So uh, it was a Friday afternoon, maybe a month and a half ago, and I sit on the board of another organization in the equine therapy space called Horseability out here on Long Island on the campus of SUNY Old Westbury, where I actually graduated from. Katie McGowan is a buddy of mine, and there's uh, a gentleman, a retired uh, trainer. I think he used to train at Aqueduct here on uh, with the with the Trotters, if I'm not mistaken, Robbie. Right? Robbie, Robbie Siegeling, great guy. Yeah. So I'm at Horseability doing what I do, bringing some of my friends from Little Flower out to meet Katie, Little Flower out in Waiting River, just doing the nonprofit sector connector stuff that I do, bringing people together. And I start chatting with Robbie and he goes, I see what you're doing. You know, he goes, you got to get out there and check out Warrior Ranch Foundation. So I said, tell me about it. He goes, well, I go out there and do this stuff. All right. So that's a Friday afternoon. I leave there in my neighborhood. The American Legion was having a cornhole tournament, which 
uh, I met a bunch of the, the, the guy, I was going to say the boys, but these men are 80 and 90 years old. So I met a bunch of the men <laughs> at the, uh, at the Legion. And they said, tomorrow we're having a flag raising with the SAR flag, uh, which we could talk about, but suicide and remembrance flag, um, Kevin Hertel, his organization, another nonprofit working on getting him on the show. Tommy D they said, would you come out tomorrow on Saturday for this flag raising? And I said, yeah, sure. I don't know much about the organization, but I'm happy to be there. Again, we, we hear about 22 a day, everybody, this, this tragic situation of, of veterans dying by suicide. We're, and I'm learning. We're not saying committing suicide because committing is a, it's a crime, but these folks are dying by suicide. Uh, and, it, and it's because of PTSD and other mental health issues. But we'll, we'll get into some of that, I'm sure, today, because some of what Eileen and her organization does is addressing that problem of what these folks are going through. So I'm at the American Legion in my neighborhood, and I had just been told by Robbie Friday afternoon, let's say three o'clock. Now it's Saturday morning at like 10 a.m. And I'm standing next to a woman and I look over and I look at her shirt and I go, oh, my God. And it's Eileen Shanahan, who's here right now from the... Warrior Ranch Foundation. And I look, I was raised religious. I am not religious, but I believe in this whole universal consciousness where we're all connected. The universe has its way. And I lean over. I said, how you doing? I'm Tommy D. You have no idea what that means. Let me explain a little bit of what that is. And then we sort of became building this relationship or began building this relationship. And here we are today. But I will say something else. A couple of weeks ago, and I put this on social media, my cousin just got married. So he had a bunch of like cousins and his buddies out to the East end of Long Island. And I went out there only for the Saturday night. Cause I had some stuff with the kids and I left super early, like 8 AM on Sunday morning to head back out West where I live on Long Island. And, uh, <laughs> I'm passing by Eileen. I think I told you I'm passing. I make a left and I go down this road because I'm just kind of cruising. It didn't really matter. And all of a sudden out of the out of the sky, I see the big sign for Warrior Ranch Foundation trying to combine the words, Tommy D, slow it down. And I just do a loop and I go, dude, you got to go take a picture. You got long story. Well, an old friend of mine, Mike, Eileen said, Tommy D, you couldn't make a long story short, even if you wanted to. And I got to tell you the truth. I don't ever really want to. Anyhow, I just it's just a saying I say I want to make a short story even longer if I can. But today it's about you, Eileen. I want you to tell your story, but I'll leave it with this. I got out. I took a couple photographs. It, it was a Sunday morning, like super early, like eight o'clock. I mean, that's not early on a, on a Monday, but on a Sunday it was early. And this woman comes out. Can I help you? She happened to be staying on the ranch because she was she's on the board and all this kind of stuff. And, you know, no one was there. It was it was super early. So she was like, let me give you some pamphlets. I said, Eileen's coming on my show. And she's like, who are you, weirdo? Like, you know, like button the top of your Hawaiian shirt. Like it's like Sunday morning. So anyhow, that was how that, that was Joan, our treasurer. Joan. And I think she's, Joan you know, she's not even from up here. She was like, just happened to be there kind of thing. Right. Yeah. So it was all that. And then this is what I kind of say, like these things are meant to be, and, and this is supposed to have happened. And I'm glad you're here. I do want to just read a couple things and then we're going to let you take it away. You know, you studied horses for 20 years, been in television, television production since 1984. This organization comes out of your love for a country, your love for horses, the, the, the respect and commitment you have to first responders and veterans. You, when we spoke earlier this week, military family, first responder family, we're going to dive into all that. Like we said the other day on this program, when you and I were talking the other day, I want to learn about Eileen Shanahan. I want to know about you. I want to know what drew you to this work, a little bit about what I said there. I want to know why this organization came to be. 
We'll talk about the programs. We'll talk about the impact. And I promise you this, we will certainly run out of time before you and I run out of words to say. And that's kind of like, that's kind of the theme of the show. Without further ado, Eileen Shanahan, founder of Warrior Ranch Foundation, way out in Calverton, Long Island. I would say way out because I'm going to say it's not way out. Because I'm a Nassau County, I'm a Nassau County kid. So like, you know, it's like, oh, that's far out there, but it isn't. Everything's 45 minutes once you get on the, the expressway. So how are you? What's going on? Talk. I'm doing great. Thank you so much. I'm, I'm happy to be here. And I do just want to say that beautiful sign that you see when you, uh, uh, come up to the ranch that was done by Ironworks of Southampton. And that was, it's a beautiful, beautiful sign. Ironworks yeah. of Southampton, shout them out. We said, we said in the green room, we could do a lot of shout outs. So let's yeah. start right there for sure. Right there. No, it was a great, a beautiful sign. And I have to say, um, we just wanted it to say Warrior Ranch as he came in and John came up with this and Kevin, uh, another gentleman who works there, came up with the idea when you go in, the sign will look a little shrapnelish because you're a little wounded. Then when you come out, if you look at it, it's nice and shiny. It's got, so it's a two-folded sign. From the inside. I didn't see the inside. So you're saying as oh, you... You stopped at the gate. You didn't come all the way in. <laughs> so I'm a little wounded, I guess, still. So I got to get in. You got to get all the way in, and then you'll go out. And you'll see the sign is a lot. It's uh, And that they came up with on their own. They did that, and I thought it was a wonderful, beautiful idea. And they did it in the sign. It's it's just beautiful. It's it's a big twenty foot archway sign that goes across the whole driveway. It's 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 stunning. Yeah, it's beautiful. Well, you and I will make sure when I do come out for a visit, which we got to figure out this summer. Yeah, absolutely. We'll get a whole bunch of pictures and stuff. Shoot some video out there and have fun with it. Um, I'll try to make it not eight oh seven on a on a Sunday morning for everybody. Help. <laughs> Um, so tell me about your background. You know, I say military family, you, you know, well, tell, tell that story, please. Well, I'm one of eight kids. We had a good Irish Catholic family. Um, my father was a Marine. And the only reason why I say was is because he's guarding the pearly gates now with St. Peter. Because once a Marine, always a Marine. Uh-huh. And, um, so anyway, so we grew up uh, love of country, love of God. That was the way we grew up, a love of family. Those were the that's how we grew up. Uh, I used to joke around. I grew up in a boot camp because my father used to come into the bedroom. We had a couple of bunk beds. And like I said, there was eight of us. There's only a three bedroom house. We converted attics and basements and everything like that. But we had four bunk beds in one room. It was four girls in one room. And he used to come in in the room in the morning and go, rise and shine, up and out and fall out, hit the deck, let's go. You know, we were all like, oh, dad, come on, we're tired, you know. So, but it was, it was, it was a fun, loving way to wake up and um so but he always taught us uh to thank veterans when we see them uh his brother was in the navy he was a commander in the navy so there was a little battle going back and forth between them my brother was served in the navy my brother-in-law i have three marine nephews and one uh nephew who's in the army Uh, some of them are out now but they've all served uh we've got first responders in my family we've got my brothers are firefighters my cousins are cops my mother's a nurse um, my other cousin's an EMT. So we've always grown up, uh, taught to serve and that's, that's my background. And it's, uh, Wait, and that goes back to taught to give back. Yeah. That comes from your dad. That's yeah, it. And, yeah, and my mom, and your mom as well. Yeah, but right. My dad's, my dad's, you know, uh, he was in the service and my dad also was part of, um, the Marine Corps scholarship foundation. He, that's something that began in 1962, um, it's, it started with one general who couldn't afford to send his son to college. And there was a few Marines there, uh, at the 21 club. And 
they were chatting and they said, I don't understand how a general can't send his son to college. And they held a dinner dance in December of 1962. They raised $1,500. And back then that was a lot of money. And the son went to college. So then that grew year after year after year. And today the Marine Corps Scholarship Foundation, 60 years, gives out $10 million a year, $2,500, 2,500 scholarships or 3,000 scholarships. And it grew from there. So I watched my father serve for that during the whole time. So you're going, I want I just want to interrupt and say, sure. I want to point these things out because I think there's, and I always say this and I, I do this on, we always do a prep call, peek behind the, the curtain, everybody, but we do a prep call, you know, for 10 minutes. Cause I want to get really just like set the stage and stuff before we do the show. And I always say, there's a story there. The ha- there's a story why someone is drawn to the service. There's a story why someone is, and I mean service in a nonprofit service fact, but watching your father serve, you know, not just as a Marine, not just serving this country, but, but an organization that raised $1,500 60 years ago, and that gives away 10 million bucks and 2,500 scholarships every year. And seeing that, I, I know for a fact, the things I go out and do, and this is not to like wave my flag or whatever, but the fact that I go out and do this nonprofit service and my seven-year-old says, Hey dad, when's your next day of service? I want to go with you. Mm-hmm. I know for any mistakes I might've made, I'm changing the trajectory of these young people, my four young people specifically, because they're watching me. And you saw that, I mean, you saw that level of service from your dad and your mom. But that was the one, uh, what I'm going to tell you is that, that it was the biggest inspiration for me because I've been thinking about Warrior Ranch for almost 20 years. My sister Maureen will attest to that because she heard me always fantasizing, dreaming about it all the time, but it was way too big of a dream. It was like a lottery dream for me. And in 2014, it dawned on me because I started helping my father with the Marine Corps Scholarship Foundation. And then when he passed away, they let me on the committee. And then I've been on the committee for nearly 20 years now. And what happened was it dawned on me. I was like, they started with and one scholarship. Yeah, I can start with one soldier and one horse. Stop right there. One soldier and one horse. If you have a dream. I'm channeling Dr. Martin Luther King Jr. If, if you have a dream, if you see a vision, if you see an opportunity to do the thing, you don't have to do the whole thing this morning or tonight or yes. You know, I was going to say yesterday or today at <laughs> lunchtime, depending on when you're listening to this program. If you have that, look at it, vision it and you start. Just start. We're going to stop for a second because we're going to take a quick oh, break. Start, stop. I can't. I'm dizzy. But but when so Eileen. You said I could start with one horse and one veteran and make an impact. We're going to hear about that. We'll take a quick break. We'll be right back. You got it. Are you a business owner? Do you want to be a business owner? Do you work with business owners? Hi, I'm Stephen Fry, your small and medium-sized business or SMB guy. And I'm the host of the new show, Always Friday. While I love to have fun on my show, we take those Friday feelings of freedom and clarity to discuss popular topics on the minds of SMBs today. Please join me and my various special guests on Friday at 11 a.m. on talkradio.nyc. Are you a conscious co-creator? Are you on a quest to raise your vibration and your consciousness? I'm Sam Leibowitz, your conscious consultant. And on my show, The Conscious Consultant Hour, Awakening Humanity, we will touch upon all these topics and more. Listen live at our new time on Thursdays at 12 noon Eastern Time. That's The Conscious Consultant Hour, Awakening Humanity, 
Thursdays, 12 noon on talkradio.nyc. Are you on edge? Hey, we live in challenging, edgy times, so let's lean in. I'm Sandra Bargeman, the host of The Edge of Every Day, which airs each Monday at 7 p.m. Eastern Time on talkradio.nyc. Tune in live with me and my friends and colleagues as we share stories and perspectives about pushing boundaries and exploring our rough edges. That's The Edge of Every Day on Mondays at 7 p.m. Eastern Time on talkradio.nyc. You're listening to Talk Radio NYC. Uplift, educate, empower. Focus on your boy Tommy D, the now profit sector. We got more music. We got a double dose of music on that one. Very cool, very cool. I I was wondering where the lyrics were and then they showed up. (laughs) We're going to keep singing. We're going to keep singing. Singing all day on the show. I think would like to hang out with you, Tommy. You know what? More music, the better. You know, you know, it's like, uh, you know, they say more money, more problems, more music, you know, more chill vibes. I mean, I'm actually thinking about this. uh, The Great South Bay concert is tonight. And there's a group, Eileen, that I'm really into called Revolution. (laughs) (laughs) R-E-B-E-L-U-T-I-O-N. But Revolution, uh, I dig them. I dig their vibes. I, I referenced some of the lyrics on a show where we had uh, Joe Salamone from Long Island Coalition Against Bullying on the show because they're, you know, yeah, they're, um, they are supporters of uh, the green movement in this country. And when I refer to that, I mean the legalization of marijuana, but um, which is fine, which is cool. Um, but the vibes are it's all about compassion it's all about love it's all about bringing people together it's all about bringing people up and that's i got that i heard all that music and it got me going into revolution so great south bay show i don't know if i'll make it out there but i do want i saw them at this great venue um down on like pier 17 in manhattan which was like right on the water obviously pier would be right on the water but i saw them out there it was really really cool show let's get back into this conversation though because i got myself all all kind of wacky so Founder and president of the Warrior Ranch Foundation, Eileen Shanahan is an American who recognizes that freedom is precious, Mm -hmm. yet not free. She shouts out a lot of uh, uh, folks who are great horsemen and women, such as John Lyons, Pat and Linda Pirelli, Buck Brannaman, and Josh Lyons. Um, Josh and John Lyons? Yeah, it's his Lyons legacy, yep. I actually partnered up with them. 
You did. All right. So we'll talk about that. So, but her love, as we said in the, in the front end of the show, her love of country, her love of horses and a desire to give back led to the founding of this organization. Before we move on, we got to make a shout out because we did have somebody checking in on Facebook, a friend of ours, who we called this person out by name. And when you call somebody out by name, they show up. So shout out Maureen Shanahan Anderson. She says this, one horse, one soldier. And I know you probably know this because this sounds like a family, um, a family conversation. Yeah. Do what you can with what you have. That is what she said to me. Where you are, right? Do what you can with what you have, where you are. Tell me about that. Well, she, when we started, it was like, I don't know what to do. You know, it's like, I want to do this. How do we do it? Right. And my sister Maureen, my older and wiser sister said to me, do what you can with what you have, where you are. And that's how it came to fruition. Get started. She's saying, Eileen, get started, right? Like, do, Do something. Like, let's make an impact. Yeah, she's my older sister. She thinks she's the boss of me. So she says, get started, do what you got to do. So no, she's been a great inspiration for me. And what happened was, like you said, you were saying earlier today, how the universe is connected. It absolutely is. The trainer I was working with back in 2015, uh, got a phone call from a veteran uh, who has PTSD and they were both, and he happened to be working with a rescue horse at the time. And they were all willing to let me document it. And they did a week of training. I interviewed the veteran and I ended up making a film and it was called, I made a documentary, but before I made the documentary, I made a five minute promo video. And I went around to the local electeds, starting with Tom Croce, who was the Senator at the time. Then I went through a whole bunch of people. I just marketed it around and I got to Suffolk County executive, Steve Ballone and told him he couldn't believe what he was hearing and just said, what could, what do you need? And I said, I need, property and I need funding. And he connected me with um, um, the Parks Commissioner, Phil Bordolt at the time. It's now Jason Smagan. And they ended up licensing us to use, it's the old Beagle Farm in Calverton. So let me stop you one second, because I I saw Steve Ballone uh, about three weeks ago. I was scooping some Italian ices at the Operation Vest. Uh, That's what Operation Vest, great organization. They're coming on the show, coming on the show into the month. I have. Jenny and Stefan, they're fantastic. Stefan and Jenny are coming on the show. I saw them. They did their thing. But Steve Ballone, who I don't know, um, but I met him that day, is very involved in the veterans community. And he's a veteran himself. He's yes, veteran right, himself. right. So, so, but I, you know, I, he even ran that day. It was a run. It was a run walk. Yes. It, was, it was their dog tag walk, which was really yes. cool. And we'll talk about that when they come on the show later this month. But I, so, so you were speaking his language, so to speak, right? Like I, I was in, I was in a meeting last night around six thirty, and you know, discussing some. Uh, a year ago, I never would have thought I would have had any conversations with politicians. It wasn't really relevant to my my scope of work. And then having this other show we do on the network, the Professionals and Animal Lovers show, I've gotten involved with this advocacy world. And I was at an event for the Scott J. Beagle Memorial Foundation. My friend Linda Beagle Shulman, who's been on my on this show here, um, in memory of her son uh, Scott, they formed the foundation. He was tragically murdered in the Parkland shooting, and at you know Marjorie Stoneman Douglas High School. Um, and I'm meeting these politicians, Eileen, and I never would have, you know, a year and a half ago, uh, if I'm in a networking thing and is, you know, they just want my vote. Like, I don't like why I might want to be friends with them. And now I'm realizing within the last six or eight months, 
I'm making friends with people. I'm meeting with lobbyists. I'm getting connected in a different way. You know, I call myself the nonprofit sector connector, but it was short sighted not to think about the value of how much it is to how valuable it is rather to connect with these with these political right. folks. Right. The one was fantastic. So was Steve Flatterin, uh, Sarah Anchor. There's a whole bunch of them uh, who helped. I mean, Phil Boyle, uh, like a lot, but Steve Flatterin was fantastic. But Steve Ballone was the one who got us the property and we're licensed and how much property is it out there? We have six acres. So uh-huh. we went from my backyard and private barns, to <laughs> six acres in Calverton. So, and when we were in my backyard, we served maybe 30, 40, maybe 50 veterans. We are now over 150 participants served oh, between God. veterans and first responders. And when during the pandemic, we did retreats for healthcare workers yeah. and things like yeah. that. So that's great. Um, Do you, so what does it look like? You know, having a, we made a joke about me just passing by and, and whatnot, not really getting a, a good tour uh, because there's nobody to give me a tour. Um, what is what is the experience like? What you know, even if you want to address uh, and even in the documentary, we started to talk about the documentary and I took us out on this whole tangent. But the documentary, is that tor- talking talking horses? No, actually, that, that was a show that I used to do. The documentary um, actually is streaming on Fox Nation. If you just Google Warrior Ranch on foxnation.com. That's one soldier, one horse? It, no, it'll be, on Fox Nation, it's called Warrior Ranch. Oh, it's called cool. Warrior But it is one soldier, one horse. That's what it started. And when they agreed to air it, I, we, I had to do some editing. And it. We named it Warrior Ranch. And Joey Jones, U.S. Marine, uh, narrated it. Uh, so we changed some things because initially I narrated it was it was in a film festival. We won an award in a, in a Equus Film Festival and um, then some re-editing. And now it's on Fox Nation. And, and on FoxNation.com, it's Warrior Ranch. That, Warrior Ranch, yes. Warrior Ranch. Okay, cool. Yeah. Uh, so so but when people, you want to know what happens when people come to the ranch. Yeah, I definitely. So, when, so what happens is... Uh, like when we have a retreat, we call it retreats. We have about nine or 10 veterans and or first responders that are participants. There's a few horse coaches. And when people come in, they check in between nine and nine 30 and we have some coffee and bagels for them, make them nice and feel comfortable. It's a, a very relaxing atmosphere. And, but then I will tell them at about nine 30, I tell them what we're doing. And what I explain to them is by nature, horses are prey animals and humans are na- uh, predators. Horses are prey, humans are predators. Okay. That's just nature. And as a prey animal, their senses are very heightened. Okay. So if you, and so there's a similarity because our veterans and first responders, when they're in combat or whatever, and our first responders, they're very hypervigilant. They're on alert all the time. So a horse is a prey animal. They can feel a fly land on them. You ever watch a horse? The size of a, that, the size of that incredible, beautiful animal, and they could feel just a fly. Right. So you'll see them twitch, right? So you'll see them twitch their skin. So that's all the energy you need to communicate to that horse. Right. So now oh, I could just, you're saying, just let me see if I'm here. I could be by the horse and we're we're getting to know each other and just like a soft tap, let's the horse. That's we're communicating now. Yeah. So that's the, the term is you'd be light as a feather and firm as necessary. Okay. So you, you may have to go a little, harder but you there are phases you suggest ask tell command you know or phase one two three four however you want to do it you start out soft you get a little you know um more assertive you know to the point that you may just have to tap them but that's all you need and they learn from that because horses communicate through body language like they don't speak english they have no idea what we're saying they understand tones but they will mirror our energy now here's the thing about horses they can feel your heartbeat from five feet away 
What? What? So they, they will sync up to you. So we start out by grooming the horse and brushing the horse a lot because then you start syncing up with the horse. If you ever watch, if you ever watch National Geographic or whatever, and you see a herd of a hundred horses and they're all have their heads down grazing, then all of a sudden, all at once, they all jump up and run. It's like, why are they doing that all at once? It's because they're synced up. Yeah. Yeah. That's <laughs> wild. I, I will tell you. So see if you can help me with this. I, I So I go to horse ability. Uh, mm-hmm. Definitely a month on a monthly basis. I was out there for board meeting a couple of weeks ago. Shout out to Katie. Shout out to Team Horse Billy. Shout out to the 300 somewhat volunteers oh, every week. Absolutely, because yeah. they come out and help us at our events. So we love them. Oh, my God. And what a special organization. But, you know, as, as important as those two-legged volunteers and two-legged employees are, the four-legged employees, when I go out there, I thought I was just making this up, but I literally feel more calm Mm -hmm. i literally my body is calmer my blood pressure feels like it's down i can breathe a little better i'm not as high strung tell me about well i always say horses are god's most magnificent creature there's no doubt about it um what has to happen is when you groom you know you again you start connecting to that Mm -hmm. okay but we are, what I want to talk about mainly is what we do is because we have brought horses, we've domesticated them, mm-hmm. but they are still horses. They are still prey animals and they're herd animals. So we are now entering into their herd. Like, let's say we have a couple of horses and they're hanging out. You go in there, you have to be that leader. You have to be the leader. Horses want leadership. Horses love leadership. Horses need leadership. And what I mean by that is in a herd, there's only one, whether it's one, two, or a hundred horses, there's only one number one, one number two, one number three. And there's a pecking order and every day it gets tested. Okay. Oh, so it's so, not, it's not, it's, uh, it's not permanent. It can be. No, it's not like, yeah, it's not like a hierarchy in a job. No, it gets, it, it can be that way. It can be this, end up the same way every day. But it gets challenged every day is what I'm saying. So yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So you, for your own safety, have to be that leader. And what happens is if you watch horses, you know, they'll pin their ears, they'll poke at each other, they'll bite each other, they'll kick each other. And they're not hurting each other because they're a thousand, fifteen hundred pounds, <laughs> but we're not. So right. when we enter that world, they only know how to communicate through body language. So that's right. So they start they, pushing me and kicking me. I, we, they're going to end up in the hospital. Yeah. So it's all about safety. It all comes back to safety and effective communication. And so we teach you how to effectively communicate to that horse. Then the horse will respect you, trust you, and then you build a bond. And then that horse will follow you around that arena. So we do exercises. We teach you how to do that. We have tools because to keep us safe. You know, we have some ropes and some sticks, long sticks that are extensions of our arms. You know, so you don't have to be like right on top of the horse. If you're a little afraid, you can be six feet away. And we have exercises and things to do. You can do as little as you want in our program, or you can do as much as you want in our program. So, so let's stop right there, real quick, because we do have to. We do have to take a quick one, quick yeah. break. And when we, I want to talk about the literal of the lot. I want to know like what it yep. feels like. So, so I got my bagel. I, I got my coffee. I, my blood pressure's down. You know, I mean, it depends how much coffee you gave me because now we're I'm up, I'm down, Eileen. I don't know which way I'm going, but we get so we're starting to settle in, and then you're gonna approach what the different programs are let's do that we're going to take a break we come back from break we'll talk about what that feels like for for the folks that come out to warrior ranch be right back howdy hey joseph franklin mcelroy host of the new podcast gateway to the smokies it airs on talkradio.nyc every tuesday night from 6 p.m to 7 every episode is dedicated to memorable experiences in the great smoky mountains national park and surrounding areas 
This show features experts and locals who will expound upon the richness of culture, history, and adventure that awaits you in the Smokies. Tune in every Tuesday from 6 p.m. to 7 on talkradio.nyc. Are you passionate about the conversation around racism? Hi, I'm Reverend Dr. TLC, host of the Dismantle Racism Show, which airs every Thursday at 11 a.m. Eastern on talkradio.nyc. Join me and my amazing guests as we discuss ways to uncover, dismantle, and eradicate racism. That's Thursdays at 11 o'clock a.m. on talkradio.nyc. Are you a small business trying to navigate the COVID-19 related employment laws? Hello, I'm Eric Sauver, employment law business law attorney and host of the new radio show, Employment Law Today. On my show, we'll have guests to discuss the common employment law challenges business owners are facing during these trying times. Tune in on Tuesday evenings from 5 p.m. to 6 p.m. Eastern Time on talkradio.nyc. You're listening to Talk Radio NYC at www.talkradio.nyc. Now broadcasting 24 hours a day. Nonprofits need connections to move in good directions. So cut through all the static. Join Tommy in his attic. Back. Um, we're going to sing the song now, Eileen. This is the part of the show. The lyrics to the song. I'm just kidding. Come off mute, Eileen. I want to get you back into the conversation. Just unmute. Let's get back into this real quick. Just say, uh, you don't want me singing. I'll tell you. You sure? Yeah. Uh, even around the campfire, like some yeah. of those old cowboy cowgirl songs. <laughs> around the campfire, where you're eating <laughs> beans out of a can and stuff like that. <laughs> is that what goes on at... at or yeah. I already tell you the song that me and my friends sing. Remember the song from uh, Friends, Smelly Cat? You know? yeah, smelly Cat, <laughs> Smelly Cat. What are they feeding yeah. you? That's that, was, that, that was our song. That was our campfire song. I, I think that's a good campfire anyway, song. That so, was Tina yeah. Lamb, Mar Milton. I got to let them shout out to them. It's great. Who is it? I, I spoke over you. Shout them out again. Uh, Mar and Milton and Gina Lamb. That's That was our campfire song. Love it. Mary Jane. Oh my god, we had a blast. <laughs> so, What's trail riser with those guys? I, I love it. I it's it's those are the memories, man. When you mm-hmm. you know, when you dial it back and you're looking back on 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 the on the lifetime, it's like those moments, those cool yeah. things, the smile, the the, the laugh, you know, yeah. isn't isn't that what it's about? I, my expectations I got fifty more years of this thing, but I don't know. You know, yeah. none of us we don't know this. No, you never know. You never know. So let's make an impact today, right? So right. we speaking, get there. Yeah, speaking of that impact, yeah, tell like me. You had said earlier our veterans and first responders are killing themselves at an alarming rate, and it's got to stop. It really has to stop, and that's why we're there. We're there to support them. We are a coping method. It's equine therapy. Uh, they come, they learn about themselves. We were talking about the horse interaction before. Uh, you start learning about yourself. When you're working with a horse, you become very self-aware because you have to be, because that horse is going to respond to your energy. Like you can say to me, Tommy, you can say, hey, Eileen, how you doing? I'm saying, hey, Tommy, I'm doing great today. And I can have a big smile on my face, but I could be lying. Yeah. Right? I'm not. I am doing great right now. Right. But the horse, you know, but the horse, the you're horse saying. Will know. The horse the will know. The horse will know. Wow. The horse will know because, again, they're prey animals. They feel our energy. So they will respond. We give this, we give some exercises to help, you know, 
help them move the horse. And depending on how that horse is moving or responding or walking away from them depends on the energy. Cause we don't, we don't breathe. A lot of times we don't breathe. And if you're, don't, your did breath, you say we don't breathe? Yeah. We hold our breath a lot. We yeah. hold our breath a lot. When you're doing something, you're holding your breath and the horse feels that. And that's tension for the horse, you know? So we, you, you're communicating through body language. So when you learn to communicate this horse, you learn a bunch of things. You become very self-aware. Your self-confidence grows because when you're starting to maneuver a thousand pound animal just by looking at it or like waving your hand or waving a little rope, that's very empowering for someone, you know? You also would get a sense of boundaries because you do have to have boundaries with that horse. You overcome fears, you know, and it also makes us more compassionate. So there's a lot of things that come out of it for the, the human being. And it doesn't end right there at the ranch. When you leave that ranch, you think back on your day and it takes you into your everyday life. We've had people, for example, a Marine came to us and they have that Marine stoic look, you know, and they have kids. And so they always used to think that mom was mad. Mom always thought she was smiling. This is a very happy, loving person. Right. Always thought she was smiling, but she really wasn't because they're trained so much. And when you're so that's not that. So let me let me yeah. ask you. That's her. That's not necessarily her personality is stoic. It's just no, not at all. Trained she's into a, her, no, right? Right. She's right. a great, fun-loving person. Wow. And when you're at relaxation, you know, you're just you know, you have this look, and the kids always thought mom was upset or mad. And they, as a family, came to the ranch because we will have a family day and families will come to the ranch and they work together and they got to know what was going on. And now uh, this woman says this Marine, she's a wonderful person, very big advocate of ours, Stacy Castro-Tapler. I'm going to throw her name out there. Hey, Stacy, what's up? I'm Tommy D. And uh, she, uh, she says now there are more smiles in her household. Wow. Now she recognized, hey, I'm going to smile now you know and you know, changing lives Eileen I know you know this or maybe you don't know this but you and the people on your staff and the volunteers and the people on your board are literally changing the trajectory of someone's life especially when we're talking about people being so hurt mm-hmm. so broken that their only answer is to take their own life and and whether it's first responders or a veteran um or somebody who is not a first responder or a veteran, the mental health crisis Mm -hmm. is, is something that has, has, has to be addressed. It has to be addressed. But I feel like I almost, I feel like I've been up on this soapbox for the last four or five years, specifically on the show for the last couple, but we're, I don't know if we're addressing it completely, but where the awareness is there, or at least I feel in my circle, the awareness is that everywhere I go and we own an insurance agency employee benefits. So a lot of times our clients are asking us about mental health services. Whereas years ago, I don't think that was as it wasn't, it was not as apparent. There was the stigma. There still is a stigma, but you know what? I always get on this high horse where ha ha high horse, but I always get on the high <laughs> horse where I say like, if I trip down the stairs of the attic and I hope I don't, but if I do and I break my arm, other than people give me a hard time because I tripped, no one is going to like deny me services or saying I shouldn't go to the, the urgent care with a broken arm or, or, you know, a bum knee, but with mental health, it's different it, or it has been different, but I feel like we're getting to a point where we're addressing it. Would, I think, yeah, I do, I, feel do, the same way? Yeah, I do feel like people are starting to address it a little bit more. I believe even the military is doing a little bit more. The transition from military to civilian life isn't easy. Mm-hmm. And I do think they're starting to recognize it finally. And, yeah. uh, and, things are being done and I'm hoping we're there to help. And uh, what I, another part of our program, what I want to tell you, which is what I think draws veterans and first responders to us is because we rescue horses 
And um, what does that mean? Tell me about that. Well, okay. So you got some horses that, you know, when a racehorse, for example, like Sully's one of our uh, trotters that Robbie Siegelman works with. Yeah. Um, he came. Is that the horse? Him. Hold on. Is that the horse that's got like a missing an eye? Yeah, and... he's missing an eye. Yep. Right. Okay. Sully's missing an eye. And then we have Ranger who, again, and two little minis. Now what happens with some horses like Ranger and um, Sully, when they're done with their careers or whatever, Sully was a trotter, uh, raced for a couple of years. Then when he was done with his career, ended up with the Amish and worked with the Amish. And then when the Amish are done with them, because again, it's their lifestyle, nothing wrong with it. They use them as tools. They don't drive. That's the way this country is. And then when they're done with them, he ends up in an auction or a kill pen. And somewhere along the line, we don't know if it happened at, you know, before he went to the kill pen or not, but he, uh, Sully, where he lost his eye and uh, the racehorses have tattoos on them. So the standard bread foundation was alerted to him being there. So they pulled him out of there and then we've got him. And now we work with him and our veterans. It's in the story though. I I think it's poignant. So I want to tell this story because I think, and Robbie, I'm sorry if I shouldn't tell the story, but didn't Robbie take some veterans to, I guess the auction or whatever, right? Oh, I don't know if he took them to that. That I don't know. I thought this is, I thought this is how Sully ended up on the ramp. Oh, yes, yes. The veterans were, were able to pick and they picked Sully I don't know if that was always Sully's name, right? No, but they, it's not they, his name. No, that's, we, we renamed him Sully. Right. So, but, but that was like, and they, you know, who a horse who had had a rough run, quote unquote, right? Who was, who was broken a bit, who he had <laughs> lost an eye. And there was that connection, or at least I'm making that connection with veterans who had some of their own challenges and they really connected with that horse. Or, yes, I'm, there were a few horses that we had to choose from and they wanted to take Sully because yeah. he wasn't missing out because they can relate to him. Yeah. And now they're doing, he's doing well. Yeah. Um, he still has ways. He's not ready for adoption yet, but he's because we're starting to ride him again. Uh, he does a driving program with Robbie on Saturdays, which is fantastic. That's, you know, it was so great. Driving meaning like with a cart on the back. Yeah. 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 So for, yeah. so again, similar like out of horse ability or Palomar and these yeah. other organizations where the, um, somebody might not be able to ride. Right. So right. You, you have the cart for that, for those yeah. folks. Yeah. yeah. So, um, and, but we're also starting to ride him and get him. So that will make him a little bit more versatile and a little bit more adoptable. And then we have Ranger, uh, uh, who again, too, he had some, I'm not sure why, but he ended up at auction, ended up at a kill pen. He had some, some training behind him, but then he was adopted out. And it was just, unfortunately, a mismatch. And the person loved this horse very much, but then, you know, needed some help in, in, um, with him. So now he's with us. Gina Lamb is training him right now. She's a great trainer from Iron Horse Fields and she's training him and we're looking to get him uh, adopted. But I do want to, again, give a shout out to Josh Lyons because what Josh Lyons is a great horseman and he came out uh, and he donated two days with the veterans of his time. This is a world renowned trainer and he came out to Warrior Ranch and worked with our trainers. It was an amazing experience. And we were having, a, a, he uncovered some, um, early training issues with this horse and guided us on how to um, fix it. And Gina's doing a fantastic job with him now. So we're looking forward to him getting to a point where he'll be ready for adoption. And then we have two minis, two miniature horses that were surrendered. They're cute as anything. I love the minis. We had a mini, we had a mini on the first episode of philanthropy and focus. They got Pearl and Aiden out at horse ability. I don't know what I'm doing. Well, 75, six episodes into it. I still don't know what I'm doing maybe, but I didn't certainly didn't know on episode one. And Katie McGowan is like, 
should I bring the mini in after the break? And we're like, I'm like, yeah. So she brings the mini into her office. And like, uh, like I had a horse on the show, like before the show, even anybody knew I was doing a show and they are so special. They have a minivan. I'm doing yeah. air quotes. Yep. For, if, you're, if you're living, I'm doing air quotes. Yeah. And they put them in the back of a, of a, like, you know, like that I took my kids around in, you know, like a minivan and <laughs> yes, Tommy, exactly. And that's so cute that they put them in and they go to see, senior citizens homes, you know, and they go see people who are homebound, <clears throat> excuse me, and really special. So do you, you guys have similar programs? Well, uh, we don't, we don't take them out just to that. We do some little driving. We just do some natural horsemanship. They participate in our program, the natural horsemanship program. And um, so, but they were surrendered because their owner had a medical condition and couldn't take care of them. So now we take them, but they're, they're up for, they're ready for adoption. Well, let me, I want to ask you, we're going to go to another break and when we come back, I really want to talk about community involvement because I know yes. you said it to me this morning yeah. and I know you said it to me the other day when we spoke, we got to talk about, we got to give more shout outs to the community. Phenomenal community. Absolutely. We'll, we'll talk about that when yeah. we come back, but I just want to understand you keep saying adoption. So yeah. there's a, there's services while veterans can connect with these horses, but there's this bigger picture here. What tell you want to tell me about that quickly and then we'll go Real to break. quick. Yeah. Yes, we, they help us with all these veterans and participants working with us with these horses. If I can work with the horse, you can work with the horse. Joey can work with the horse. Jen can work with the horse. All these people work with the horse. It makes them that much more adoptable. So we have a twofold mission. It's our veterans and first responders, and it's also rescuing horses in need and give it, get, finding them a forever home. So it's America's heroes rescuing America's icon. America's heroes rescuing America's icons. We actually have to have you on the other show because I want to talk that story. We've having your professionals and animal lover show with my partner, Valerie, because we got to talk more about that rescue piece. We're always talking Absolutely. rescue about smaller animals. We're not always talking about rescues about these. I'd love people. to be on it. We'll make that happen. All right, let's take a quick break. We come back philanthropy and focus. We'll bring it to a close. We're going to talk about what's coming up for warrior ranch, how you can help, how you can make connections. And we want to shout out the community. Oh, talk about shout outs. Uh, Barbara is checking in. Barbara, where do you go? Uh, Barbara Jean Smith. What's up, Barbara Jean Smith? What's up? Charlie and Tanya Dibel, always checking in for Tommy D. We'll be Thank right you. back. Yep. Okay. Hey, everybody. It's Tommy D, the nonprofit sector connector, coming at you from my attic. Each week here on talkradio.nyc, I host a program, Philanthropy in Focus. Nonprofits impact us each and every day, and it's my focus to help them amplify their message and tell their story. Listen each week at 10 a.m. Eastern Standard Time until 11 a.m. Eastern Standard Time right here on talkradio.nyc. In a post-COVID world, you may have many unanswered questions regarding your health. Are you looking to live a healthier lifestyle? Do you have a desire to learn more about mental health and enhance your quality of life? Or do you just want to participate in self-understanding and awareness? I'm Frank R. Harrison, host of Frank About Health, and each Thursday, I will tackle these questions and work to enlighten you. Tune in every Thursday at 5 p.m. on talkradio.nyc, and I will be Frank About Health to advocate for all of us. Calling all pet lovers... On the Professionals and Animal Lovers show, we believe the bond between animal lovers is incredibly strong. It mirrors that bond between pets and their owners. Through this program, we come together to learn, educate, and advocate. Join us live every Wednesday at 2 p.m. at talkradio.nyc. You're listening to Talk Radio NYC at www.talkradio.nyc. Now broadcasting 24 hours a day. 
Nonprofits need connections to move in good directions. So cut through all the static. Join Tommy in his attic. And we are back. All right, so this is the lightning round. I always wanted to be a game show host. Eileen Shanahan, come on down. Welcome to the show, Eileen. And they're like running down the aisle and the whole thing. I love that. So I should be um, riding my horse down. You should. Yeah, because like because what was let's make a deal. Let's make a deal was the one where they like dressed up in different costumes, yeah. right? Yeah. The price is right. It was like you just had all those big old name tags right. that like they looked ridiculous 30 years ago and they still make them just as big on the show now because it's hysterical. Yeah. So this is sort of the lightning round. This is the part of the show where I make sure we get it all out, where you get to say everything you wanted to say. I have notes that you and I just shared in the chat because there's certain, certainly some things you want to hit upon. But I know from our conversation how passionate you are about the community, some of the local trade unions, some of the just people, the donors, the individual donors. Let's talk about that. Let's give them all shout outs and say hey. We have had amazing support from the community. And the biggest shout out has to go to Local 138. They, Vinny, uh, George, Ryan and Ryan, the Duffies, Anthony, they have been amazing to us. Lubove, amazing people. They have. Why, what was their connection? Why, well, be, what's their connection is most of them are veterans. Right. Um, uh, this Jody Giglio is another one who's part of that. Assemblywoman Jody Giglio helped us with that. But Juliet Hackett made a cold call one day. Juliet Hackett's one of, uh, she's a part-time employee. I have to give a shout out to Jamie Mains or two. Uh, but Juliet Hackett, we were trying, we had three acres that were covered in um, brush. And we just needed like 20 feet cleared. So we're out there with our chainsaws and clippers and stuff like that. It was actually hysterical now that we look back at it. But Juliet made a cold call one day and spoke to John Duffy and said, this is what we need. He said, okay. And they've been down there and they've been with, they've been helping us ever since they cleared the three acres. They're helping us with our outdoor arena. Um, they've been phenomenal with that. And like I said, Lou Beauvais came down with his equipment, local 138, all those guys, Karen Leeming from footing first has helped us with footing for our indoor. And then she helped us with the design for the outdoor. Um, Dan Pariziosi from United um, Ag and Turf. Uh, I might have that backwards. It might have been United Turf and Ag. I, I'm not sure. <laughs> they, they just switched names. So that's why. Uh, but he's been phenomenal for us, uh, helping us all along uh, with equipment and fixing our stuff for us. Um, you know, he gave us a gator and um, a lawnmower and things like that. Suffolk Security helped us with our cameras around the property. Uh, PSEG Community Outreach. They've been phenomenal this past year. They've been helping us uh, with the fences and um, the, like my mind is going blank now because there's so many, so many great things they've been helping us with. So PSEG has come out. They do a community day. So is American Regent. They've done that too. Uh, what they do is they bring like 20 of their employees. They come out for the day. We have some tasks like painting the barn, putting up fences, and they just go and do it. And yeah. it's done in a day. You got 20, 30 people, all hands And on. you knock it out, right? You know, yeah, many you hands right might work. Yeah. yeah. And yeah. fiscally, financially, New York Cancer and Blood has been a big supporter of ours. Um, you know, squad security helps us out. Like a lot of these things were... Um, squad security, they're out of, are they out of Queens? Uh, no, I think he's in NASA somewhere. But I, I feel like a yeah. with him, and, and he he donated five thousand. Oh, I feel like he's uh, my friend, my good friend Brendan Levy, who actually wrote the song. We well, we wrote the song together. It was like a Lennon and McCartney thing. I like to say the song for the show 
Brendan's with the Queen's Chamber of Commerce. He told me about Squad a number of years ago. So yeah. it might, there must be some connection. Yeah, no, there's got to be a connection. Well, he's probably all over, too. He's probably got a few places. But he was very generous for us. For us. And then we have Rich and Mike Cave from sure. Pink Tide Charities and Tide in America. Yeah. They, along with Riverhead Building Supply, and Riverhead Building Supply has been phenomenal with us all along, too. They gave us $5,000 last November around um, – Veterans Day, and they are now, <laughs> we need a new roof on the clubhouse, and they are partnering with Riverhead Building Supply. This is Rich in my cave, and they're going to put a new roof on. That's on, awesome. That's on awesome. But they also, I just want to say for them, they have exciting things that they're going to be doing and announcing real soon to help other VFWs. So stay tuned. Really? All right. Very cool. Yeah, well, shout, shout out to Rich and Mike. I, yeah. Joanne Winkhart Cave is a friend of ours on the other show. She's very close to my co-host, Valerie. And, uh, you know, will be has been on our our program a couple times, I think, by now. Uh, very involved in animal advocacy. I don't know if you know Joanne yet, but you should, especially. Okay, no, not talk, yet. Yeah, we'll talk about yeah. that. There, there I go. I can't help myself. I'm trying to play connector. I'm trying I know, to. No, that's great. I love it. I love it. I, I just want to say that we find that a lot of my experience has been that these organizations help support each other. Like you mentioned, Operation Best earlier. They they they're a great organization, you know, like uh, uh, Dogs of War, Paws of War, you know, again, Canine Companions for Independence. They're, you know, it's just, they all, we all kind of help each other and it's, it's, it's been great. I do want to also, other people that we partner with, there's a mental health aspect. Like we're equine professionals, myself and Gina and Juliet, we were all, Kathy and Mary Jane, we're all equine people, right? So, but a lot of people who come, you know, we don't analyze anybody, but we do have mental health people. We have fun. We work with the horse, but we do have mental health uh, people there, you know, in, in case there's a need, you know, yep. and that's not, you know, so with the Dwyer group, the Joseph P. Dwyer peer-to-peer support group, we have partnered up with them. Ray Sittler and uh, Marcel Lees and Danny, they all, they come out. Uh, Ray Sittler has been a big help with us. And, uh, and, and so is Marcel. Uh, and, so they come to every retreat that we have. Uh, Diane, how often are these retreats? Are they regularly scheduled, or is it like uh, they're twice a month? And really, that's how I do want to talk about that because right yeah. now we only do it twice a month. And with everything that's going on today, we need to be. We're at a point now. We need to be available to these guys seven days a week. Seven days. And- so that's the goal. When we talked right. earlier this week, that was the goal. How do we get this available seven days a week? Yeah. Right. Right. So we, money. Can we talk dollars and yeah, cents? We can talk dollars and cents. We are a quarter of a million to $300,000 a year budget to, in order to do it right. Okay. In order to do it full time. 250 to 300 grand. This thing operates seven days a week. Seven days a week. Got yep. it. And that takes care of, you know, I need a full time, at least one full time person. Uh, we need a couple of part time people that but then we have a great volunteer, I have to say an unbelievable volunteer group, they come out, they feed horses with us today, they volunteer every day, they volunteer, they help clean and muck stalls, they mow lawns, they, you know, fix fences, we have a great volunteer support, but in order to do something like this, right? Uh, and social media people. I can't forget about my social media and photography people, videography. But in order to do this right, we have to, you have to hire somebody. So you have to pay some people. Right now, it's 90% volunteer. Yeah, know? that doesn't, listen, as, as critical as it is, and we all know we love and we need our volunteers. And I, I, I want to make one quick comment. You heard about all those incredible names. Those are businesses. Some are, are private entities and different things, but a lot of those are businesses. And those are folks that are helping out. So if you're in a community and you want to help out your nonprofits, get out there and do it. 60 days of service. You know, that's what I'm doing. It might not be right for you, but do get involved. Go ahead, Eileen. You have more. Uh, another person, Bill Pitcher. I got to give a big shout out to him too. Another person. He's a big donor of ours. Um, but it's, we just, we got to get it. 
we got to get open seven days so people can just walk up to the barn any day. Like when you drive by, someone will yeah. be able to give you a Yeah, tour. well, I could have came I could have came in. I could have right. had like a cu- cup of coffee. I want to yeah. – we're running out of time, so here's what I need you to do. Harvest East End Fundraiser. Harvest East End Fundraiser, October 2nd. Okay. Check out our website. It's October 2nd, Sunday afternoon. We're going to have uh, – Bill Evans is going to be our MC. We'll have some military guests of honor. Uh, Two for the Road will be singing there it's a great event please come it's very it's on the site it's on the website on the website it's uh, it's going to be held at our ranch and it's two to five p.m it's harvest east end food wine beer cider uh it's all inclusive nice i don't know if you want it but we'll talk about it the i think the fall flavors come out at ralph's italian isis shout out to my dad ralph's in huntington if you want it we can talk about that at that time of year um, I leave them with something because I got a couple things I got to say, but anything you want to, there's so many people we want to shout out. Facebook was blowing up. Go ahead. Thank you for your support. We need your support. So please go to our website and donate warriorranchfoundation.org. We definitely need some uh, financial support in order to run our programs every day. Eileen, I appreciate you. I'm thank, thank I, you. I thank the universe. You and I are becoming friends. I want you to be my friend. It's up to you, yeah, really. To your All right. Thank you yeah, very much. See, I kind of made you. I tricked you into that one. Yeah, you did. Right. That's all right. I'll, I'll be your friend. <laughs> thank I you, Eileen. Thank <laughs> you so much. This is Tommy D. This show is called Philanthropy and Focus. The month is July 2022. It's Veterans Month here on the show next week. Lou Falco from Operation Initiative Foundation, who, if you don't know him, Eileen, we got to get you connected. Lou Falco will be here. And Frank Amalfitano will be here with Lou from United Veterans Beacon House here on Long Island. So we're keeping it local, Strong Island representing for the veterans. And uh, I'm having having a pisser with this, man. I just, it was an idea that came to me. Some of the other guests that are coming on the show, I met the same morning I met you, Eileen. The boy Mm -hmm. from Sail Ahead will be on the show later on. I mean, just so, so cool. Eileen, thanks for being here. Thanks for everybody checking out on Facebook. So much support, so much love. Appreciate you all. Support your nonprofits. That's what we're supposed to do because they're helping our veterans. I'm Tommy D. Stay tuned. Steve Fry will be here always Friday. Make it a great day. Later, gang. Thanks, Tommy. Thanks, Eileen. business owner? Do you want to be a business owner? Do you work with business owners? Hi, I'm Stephen Fry, your small and medium-sized business or SMB guy, and I'm the host of the new show, Always Friday. While I love to have fun on my show, we take those Friday feelings of freedom and clarity to discuss popular topics on the minds of SMBs today. Please join me and my various special guests on Friday at 11 a.m. on talkradio.nyc. Are you on edge? Hey, we live in challenging, edgy times, so let's lean in. I'm Sandra Bargeman, the host of The Edge of Every Day, which airs each Monday at 7 p.m. Eastern Time on talkradio.nyc. Tune in live with me and my friends and colleagues as we share stories and perspectives about pushing boundaries and exploring our rough edges. That's The Edge of Every Day on Mondays at 7 p.m. Eastern Time on talkradio.nyc. 
calling all pet lovers. Pet Avengers, assemble! On the Professionals and Animal Lovers show, we believe the bond between animal lovers is incredibly strong. It mirrors that bond between pets and their owners. Through this program, we come together to learn, educate, and advocate. Join us live every Wednesday at 2 p.m. at talkradio.nyc. In a post-COVID world, you may have many unanswered questions regarding your health. Are you looking to live a healthier lifestyle? Do you have a desire to learn more about mental health and enhance your quality of life? Or do you just want to participate in self-understanding and awareness? I'm Frank R. Harrison, host of Frank About Health, and each Thursday, I will tackle these questions and work to enlighten you. Tune in every Thursday at 5 p.m. on talkradio.nyc, and I will be Frank About Health to advocate for all of us. Gateway to the Smokies. It airs on talkradio.nyc every Tuesday night from 6 p.m. to 7. Every episode is dedicated to memorable experiences in the Great Smoky Mountains National Park and surrounding areas. This show features experts and locals who expound upon the richness of culture, history, and adventure that awaits you in the Smokies. Tune in every Tuesday from 6 p.m. to 7 on talkradio.nyc. You're listening to Talk Radio NYC. Uplift, educate, empower. 